Now, full disclosure, I got two kids. Both of them just recently graduated from high school, so I no longer have to worry about wiping noses and making sure that they get to school on time. But I do know that it is one of those times right about now where you're starting to think, okay, budget, can I get their school books? Can I get their new pair of jeans and a new pair of sneakers for them? What are they going to be walking back into in a couple of weeks? Because there is no doubt that all these kids are starting to get a little long in the tooth from summer and are actually looking forward to getting back to school and seeing some of their friends. Not every kid, but a majority of them. The question that we have today for you is what improvements, quote unquote, would you right now, driving around, expect from your kid's school to have prepared for them when they return in a few weeks' time? And the reason that we bring this topic up is obviously we're thinking about the potential for a flu season that comes up in the fall. So why don't we just try now and work ahead? We've seen what the last couple of years have been like. We understand the frustration that can come when all of a sudden you got to keep your kids from home. And then you've got to call in sick from your job or get a babysitter or call on your aunt, your grandmother, whoever. The reality is, is there's things that can be done right now to make sure that we can minimize the impact of what is for sure going to be an upcoming flu season. Some of the things that I would say, as again, we open up the calls to you at 604-280-9898, is I've got to imagine that there's going to be further education for students and for staff on the steps that are needed to prevent things like transmission. That's a no-brainer. You can put up the, you know, pamphlets, you can put up the posters, you can do the daily roll calls, uh, the student announcements, you can put up additional places where you can disinfect your hands, you can do all those things. That is, at this point, in 2023, a no-brainer. But the other things that I think you're going to take into consideration that I would expect are being done behind the scenes right now, the adjusting of classroom activities, the limiting of shared resources, the cleaning and the sanitization by both students and support staff, actually where the support staff is far overlooked. The janitors, all of the people that work in the cafeterias for high schools that have said cafeterias, there are so many support staff right now that are probably trying to work ahead to make sure that they've got all those stations prepared, that they've got the social seating in place to make sure that everything's aligned so that when these kids, whether they're coming back for kindergarten or for grade 12, um, are all ready to go. Here's the challenge, and this is where it starts to get a little polarizing. It's real easy to disinfect your hands. It's easy to make sure that the seats are a little further apart than they used to be. The other things that you're going to hear from some parents that maybe you won't get from others is the implementation of screening. It, I, I, face masks, I'm not even going to get into because I guarantee I could take a whole hour on calls just on face masks alone. You're going to have the people that agree with them, the people that don't agree with them. My two cents on that is if you want to wear a mask, you're more than welcome to. And if you don't, if you're not going to, I can't stop you. But the reality is, is if I want to, I shouldn't be chastised for that. But I think screening is going to be a really interesting one in this year because you're going to have the people that want to make sure that that is happening in schools, but you're going to have the others that are going to be like, hey, we've been through this enough. We don't want to deal with this again. And again, I'd love to hear from you on this 604-331-2899 in the buzz line. Would you be upset if your school or your children's school 
wanted to implement a screening process so that they could at least know what they're walking into each week. For example, every Monday, your kids come back from the weekend and there's a, a testing in place or there's a protocol that the kids have to go through, whether it's making sure that they've disinfected their hands before they step into a classroom or making sure that they have at least gone through some checklist to make sure that they're trying to minimize the potential impact of flu, COVID, all the usual suspects when it comes to the fall season. And the other one that's curious is the continuation of social distancing in certain settings. This one was actually brought up by one of my kids the other day when they said, you know what, what about gym class? What about these uh, grade three? Remember in grade three, was it grade three or grade four? When you had to do the uh, square dancing, all of a sudden you were hooking up with the girl for the first time or the guy for the first time and you all giggled and you're all blushing. That kind of social contact, the sharing of books, the sharing of computer stations, the sharing of everything is definitely going to be something that is now under review. And again, I think for the last two years, we've always been reactive, whereas this off year, I feel like there's an opportunity to be proactive. So I'm curious to know what is happening in our schools right now. So the question that I have for you before we go to the break, we'll take a break here. And again, I, my phones are always open. You know how I do this show. Whenever I fill in, my show is always open to you. The question that I have as we go to break, is it too much to ask our schools or the daycares to go ahead right now and take extra precautions heading into the school year? Or should these expectations just already be met without any fanfare that has accompanied them in the years past? Is it too much to ask our schools or the daycares if it is... Uh, can we ask them to take extra precautions heading into the school year when it comes to making sure that the social distancing is there, that we've got all the stations in place to make sure that we can uh, keep their hands nice and clean and that we are ready to go so that we don't have a very busy and miserable fall when it comes to COVID, when it comes to um, the flu and, and the common cold and all these things that we know are coming and now we should be ready for. All right, let's go to the calls. Uh, we're going to start in Abbotsford. Dave and Mary hold the lines. Sharon, thank you. You are a, a teacher. Walk me through this. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hi. Your thoughts on how how much we should expect from our schools when it comes to being ready for this coming year? Um, I think some teachers uh, really go out of their way, um, but it's not a consistent thing across the board. It really depends on how supported you are with administration and families. Um, yeah, it's, it's just like I said, inconsistent. And some people just will regularly say, well, COVID's over. Well, COVID's over. But even the general colds and flus and things aren't typically um, uh, prevented. There's still kids sharing supplies. They sit close together. They play close together. Um, very few wear masks. All right, Sharon, thank you for the call. You know, one thing that I will say is I do feel like there's a little bit of a double standard. For example, when our kids are sick, we have a tendency more often than not to send them to school unless they're really sick. Whereas if I'm sick or, you know, a, a person that's an adult and is trying to squeeze through to make sure that they can make ends meet and get that extra eight hours of pay, we'll find our way to work. So sometimes I think there's a bit of double standard there. Dave in Port Coquitlam, thank you for waiting. You are a teacher as well. Good afternoon, Dave. Your thoughts? Good afternoon. Um, I kind of want to echo what the last caller just said. It's really imperative that parents don't send kids that are even a little bit sick into school. If you remember last year, there were stories all over the news about there weren't enough teachers and there weren't uh, enough TOCs or substitute teachers to cover classes that didn't have their regular teachers in because they were sick. 
And it's like, um, it's a cycle. If, if the teacher gets sick and, or the kids come sick and the teacher gets sick, then it just propagates through the school. And before you know it, the school's missing eight or 10 teachers. And then the principals are in the classrooms and the resource teachers are pulled out of the resource room and the librarians are pulled out of the library. And before you know it, uh, kids aren't getting the support that they need. And that's a detriment to everyone. Well, Dave, let me ask you this, and I'm not going to push back, but I'm just curious to know, because this has always been a recipe that's as old as the, you know, the school itself. But we've learned a lot in the last couple of years about social distancing and the implementation of masks and all those kind of things. What are some of the things that you just think that schools now have to do as opposed to opt to do? Well, I think that um, it's really imperative that the school districts make sure that the ventilation in the buildings is adequate. And I know that that's something that still isn't the case throughout a lot of the province. So just because the government says they spent um, millions and millions of dollars on fixing uh, HVAC doesn't necessarily mean that that's the case. Um, so, you know, a kid coming and washing their hands and social distancing is fine. But viruses travel through the air, and the only way to prevent uh, getting the virus is to make sure the air is clean or people are masking. And I know that there's a lot of reluctance uh, for people to mask, but if we're serious about things, uh, maybe that's something that needs to be taken uh, a closer look at. In Japan, people seem to be able to mask in cold and flu season, whether they're sick or not. So, I mean... I know that's controversial, but if we want to make sure that kids get the services that they need in schools, that all of the teachers are there, and that includes library uh, resource teachers and all of those, and they're often pulled out of those important positions to cover classes when teachers are away. I hear you. Dave, some interesting thoughts. I do appreciate it. And we'll break those down over the course of the show. Um, I want to go over to the island very quickly. One more call, and then we'll start to dissect all this great information that you're adding to the show. Mary from the island, you want to talk about shade and portable cooling units. Uh, I do. I, I think the kids are going to go back, and it's going to be very, very hot. And as uh, Dave before me just said, uh, you want to prevent the spread or whatever of a virus. Well, then you want to be outside. Well, there should be portable tenting systems set up because most schools do not have very much shade. And also the portables are going to be, kids will be frying, absolutely frying in portables. Yeah, and you know so what's interesting? And gotta... uh, shade outside is going to be uh, really important. Yeah, Mary, thank you for that. I'm sorry I stepped on your toes there. Um, I live close to a school that just added a handful of portables, and I can only imagine those are going to be cooking at least for the first weeks of uh, the 2023 campaign. Here's my thoughts on this, and I don't think we're ever going to be able to go back to a full mask process. I know that Dave was mentioning the fact that in Japan there are certain students that will wear masks, uh, especially in the fall season, and that it's just a little bit more of the norm when it comes to different societies. I don't think that's going to happen here, uh, and I don't think it will ever be mandated again. I think that the you know provincial health officer and everybody in that regard, Adrian Dixon Company, are never going to have to go down that rabbit hole again if they don't absolutely have to. Um, but I think there is a proactive expectation of our schools as to what they can do. But there also has to be the responsibility of you and I, you know, when we send our kids to these schools and what are we doing? So things that I would say, I, I don't want to just be the guy that brings you the problem. I like to also try every once in a while to bring you, be the guy that brings you the solution. 
send your kid to school with some hand sanitizer, those little things that you can attach to the bag or some wet wipes so that at least when they go into the classroom, they can wipe their desk. For example, if they're, you know, in a couple of different classrooms over the course of the day, unless the school is going to provide those options to the students where every day you get a little kit where you can wipe down your kind of like when you go to the gym and you wipe down your unit before you utilize it. Um, those are things that I think we can expect from our schools. And I think that's money well spent by the government is make sure that you give these kids and the students and the teachers and the support staff the tools that they need to at least disinfect their immediate area around them. We can't save the world. Nobody's going to wear these masks again. But if we can at least arm our students with a protocol and a system in place that when you sit down at your desk before the teacher starts instructing the class, here's what you've got to do. You got to disinfect your chair. You got to disinfect your desk. You got to make sure that your hands are clean that's a start. If you're sick, don't go to school. There's got to be a social option for you to be able to pick up those things that you lost in class, be it a note available online, uh, some of the notes from the class available online. You got to work together because in 2023, this is just the world that we're living in now. And it's unfortunate, but at least we've got the opportunity here in a couple of weeks to at least get ready before these kids come rumbling back to school, ready to rock and roll.